Hello! It's like only 101. I'm only one minute late today. Last week I was 12 minutes late, so sorry about that. But we're back! It's Wednesday. It is the day before New Year's Eve. It's gorgeous out. It's like sunny and beautiful, so that's exciting. Um, so I'm here today. I'm going to share with you. Oh, by the way, this is Chatting with Chap, and I'm Ginger. I am your host. So today our topic is reading and math. Last week we had a comment on the video, which I really appreciate, um, asking for some suggestions and some help about like reading, uh, starting out with a reader, like a third grade reader, and uh, upper level math. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Talk about some things about that and some suggestions. I'll give a second or two to see if anyone else pops on before I get started. But... um, I did want to mention before I get started, I am going to mention a few curriculums and stuff that I'm aware of, uh, but just so you know, CHAP doesn't endorse these curriculums. I actually just went out and asked my friends what they like, and I did go out into some other Facebook groups. I looked around at some previous questions because people are asking questions like crazy these days, as you know. So it's all out there in those Facebook groups. So I went out and I did a little bit of reconnaissance. So the things that I suggest today are the ones I saw and heard most often and also the things that I have used personally with my family. So um, I just wanted to mention that. I'm, I am going to mention a few a few specific curriculums, but it's not, this is not like a chap endorsed kind of a thing. It's just what I've heard of from my own personal experience. So I'm going to take a quick drink here if you don't mind. Okay, so... Reading. Reading help. There, that was the question that was put on our post last week, so I wanted to look at that into that right away and get some responses to that for you all out there. So first of all, I did want to mention, just remember that kids all learn at different speeds, at different times, and in different ways. So one of the things that is really important to remember when you're talking curriculum or how your child learns or or that they seem to be behind or whatever, I truly do not believe that any person can ever be behind Um, anyone or anything or whatever. They might be behind your expectations, but I don't think they're beyond their or behind on their um, timeline for growth. Each person has their own timeline for growth. Uh, Now, if we try to teach our kids in ways that aren't in line with their learning um, styles, so there's different learning styles, auditory, the three three that are prevalent, there's, there's more than three out there. But the three that are most commonly talked about is auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. So if you have a kinesthetic learner in a auditory setting, which is what the traditional school is auditory, you sit there. You're still and you listen. A kinesthetic learner, of course, is a mover and a shaker, right? They have to move something, tap a finger, touch it, whatever. I mean, I, I'm convinced. <laughs> convinced. I've got, I definitely, I think I'm a visual learner, but I'm definitely kinesthetic too. I don't sit still. So like I'm tapping or, or something, you know, moving my finger, whatever. Um, and, and kinesthetic learners really just, they, they don't take it in unless they can be moving their body somehow. And that's really going to affect how you learn, when you learn, how much you learn. And it's really important to remember that. 
<clears throat> as you're looking at, you know, your situation and your child and your child's progress. So put that in front of everything before we get into our reading and math discussion. So just remember those, it's very important to know that, how your child learns. And that's going to affect uh, how you use the curriculum. Maybe not which curriculum to pick, but probably, but also how you use the curriculum that you do pick. Okay, so kids learn at different stages. So some kids read at four and some kids read at 10 and some kids are somewhere in between. So your child most likely will pick things up when they are good and ready to pick things up. So it's just a matter of exposure and, and keeping working with them and being patient as they get to that time when their brain is some, it just, bing, it just goes on for whatever the light just goes on one day. It's amazing how that just happens. So um, it's the way they've been designed. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing, you know, behind, like I said before, I don't think any child can be behind where that child is because God designed that child the way he did, he did and they're progressing exactly like they should. Um, so don't ever be concerned about that. <clears throat> Second of all, I wanted to encourage you, if you're not reading aloud to your kids, you really need to read aloud to your kids, like a lot. And I think um, maybe, maybe not as much to help them read, but if you're reading to them a lot and also at like a higher reading level than their age, picture books are great. And the ones with a few little words on the bottom are great. But if you're reading to them something that's beyond their age level, like an older book, they get more vocabulary. They're hearing, um, even in the little books, they're, they are hearing good grammar, good English, hopefully. Um, and so they're getting all of that understanding in their minds. And if your kids have a large vocabulary, a lot of times as they're learning to read when they come along words, they can pick it up just because they know that that word exists, okay? Like obvious words, like maybe Christmas or things like that. You're like, oh, that's a big word. But if they hear that word all the time and it's part of their vocabulary, they start to sound it out. Oh, you know, it's this word. So vocabulary, reading aloud, really helps to enhance the vocabulary. And like when my son was swore, my son, my oldest, was sick with fever once and he's just like me. He doesn't sit still. And my husband had to get him to sit still so he could, you know, get better. And uh, so that's when he started reading Narnia. And so my, my son was four years old. And Narnia, obviously, a four year, most four-year-olds are not going to be reading Narnia themselves. But he, my son started, my husband started reading aloud. That's when we started our, he, we've read aloud so much since then. And he's read through Narnia, I'm telling you, no less than 10 times to all my kids. Like, the whole series. So, um it's just vocabulary and all those English concepts get in there just by reading aloud. So that's going to help all your children a lot in many ways. Um, third, as far as reading goes, um, if, you're, if your child is starting to read or read on their own and you, you're just not sure about their comprehension, a lot of curriculums come along. Like Sunlight has um, comprehension questions you can ask. <clears throat> I do ask my kids questions when they're younger till I'm sure that they get what they're reading. But as they get older, I just have them read the books because it's just good to read books. And there's a lot to do, so you can't always get the comprehension questions in. But if your child doesn't do well with answering questions, there's other ideas I saw out there that people had their kids do, like maybe just, hey, tell me what you read today. Give me, you know, give me a summary. Or if you don't want to use the word summary, because that might be scary, you could just say, tell me, tell me what happened in your story. What was it about today? And they can tell you about it. And then, um, if you have kids that don't really like to verbalize a lot, maybe you want to have them draw. 
draw what happened. Show me like little, or even like cartoon boxes, like little pictures of the progression of the story or just one big picture. So they could draw so that you know that they're taking in what it is that they're reading. Um, another option to make sure that they, they are grasping what they're reading is to say, well, um, what do you think would happen next? Even if it's the end of the story, what's the next part? What, if you were going to make another chapter in this book, what would you say would happen? Or um, maybe ask them to, if you're not quite at the end of the story and you're coming up, you might want to say, um, well, how do you think it's going to end? And then, then that will help you gauge if they're getting, if they're getting it as they're reading. Now, with my kids, I, until I was sure that they had good comprehension, I, that I always had them read aloud to me. Always, I would just sit there at the table or in the living or whatever, and they would read aloud to me, and I would keep an eye on the words, so I knew that they were reading, and, and a lot of times, um, if I knew what they were reading, I could, even without seeing it, I could be like, I think it's this word, and they're like, oh yeah, so um, I always had them read to me until I was sure that they were pretty solid, maybe not 100%, but pretty solid on comprehension, so like this year, I do have a third grader, she was reading to me at the beginning of the year, and somewhere here in this, you know, until Christmas time, she was off reading her readers on her own. And I was confident that she knows what she's reading at this point. So that was just a growth for her, you know. So she's eight. So it's taken her this long to be more confident. And honestly, um, she, like, there's, you know, you have curriculum that you use forever. I, I buy a curriculum. My whole family's used it. Okay. Like, every, every kid has used it. So we use sunlight. So there's certain readers for a certain grade level there. Well, um, my first two are incredible readers. My oldest is, is amazing. But I have other kids that are, they're not, they're good, they're good readers. They comprehend, but they're not reading at what Sunlight said is grade level. So um, I just, which Sunlight actually is a little advanced. So I just said, we're not reading this. We're going to read other stuff. There's, a, I have millions of books. I'm sure the rest of you have millions of books. The library has millions of books. I just picked stuff out that was in a level that they were comfortable with, and we're working through those. And then at the end of that, we'll go back and see if she's comfortable and ready for the ones that were assigned for the year. So it's about building confidence on a level where they are, where they are comfortable. And, and it's good. And then I did that twice now for two of my kids. I, I backed down. We read a year behind or however I chose to handle it. And then they gained their confidence. And then they picked it up. So um, another friend of mine said she had actually had to use a specialist. So if, if that's necessary, it's okay. Get some specialist help. But she took um, her son to a specialist. And actually what they did is they took a reader and they would read, and when they got to a word that he didn't know, she would tell him what it was, and then he would write it down in a little notebook. And they would do that until they got to 10 words he didn't know, okay? And then he saw a specialist once a week, but, um, so he would go down and through, go home, and through that week, he would rewrite those words three times and write three sentences using those words. So he would understand the meaning, vocabulary, and he would be able to read it at that point. If he was writing it and reading it, you okay, that's going to get you in your brain. So then he would go back the next week and they would start with the same book, same place. They would read it and hopefully he would know his word by then. And then when they got to 10 more words, they would do it again. Some of them were probably repeats, but they might, if he learned them all, then they would, you know, he knew the words and they would go until... So that was just a comprehension activity that I think sounds really awesome. 
um, that was really helpful. So uh, something to consider if you have a child who's struggling, helping them out in that way. Um, so, and, and like I was saying before, make sure the level of books that they're reading at is, is okay. Uh, sometimes it's a little too much for them. And you can ask them, is this, is this really hard? Like this, and, and sometimes you can tell if they're like, don't feel like doing it or if they truly are having problems with the reading. Sometimes the kids just don't feel like doing it. In that case, you just, well, oh, you got to get it done. And I could tell I had, I had kids who had the two different thing and I could tell who was, who was which. So just make sure that they're comfortable with where they're at. Maybe chapter books, all those words on one page is just so overwhelming and they can't do it. And they need to have like single sentences or big print. It's amazing how the difference with a big print, if you have the big print versus the, the little print, it can really take this to stress out having bigger words. It's amazing. Um, so something to think about there too, if your child is struggling, um, and find a genre that they like. If they're if they're reading books that they're not interested in at all and it's dry and boring to them, well, that could be a reason why they don't want to read either. So, and you can ask groups and people out there on Facebook what are good good genres, good good book series to read. Everyone has stuff that they love. So as far as specific suggestions out there, there's tons of reading curriculum, right? So. Um, what I'm hearing from a bunch of other folks that they really enjoy is reading eggs, teach your monster to read, logic of English, teach your child to read in a hundred easy lessons, explode the code, read a rabbit, um, all about reading. Uh, what I learned about all about reading is that it's Orton Gillingham based, and that's really good for struggling learners. If you have a struggling reader or I think dyslexic kids too. Uh, so all about reading might be something you want to look into for that. So that's really great. I um, would suggest also if you have a struggling learner to check out SPED Homeschool for other suggestions. Now, personally, my family used Rocket Phonics and Rocket Pathways, and I find that most people have no idea what Rocket Phonics is. I stumbled over it. It's by Stephen Gafanti, and my kids love it. I had five of my six kids did it. One of them did Phonics Pathways. And I loved it. My kids picked up reading so fast from using that program. So maybe something to check out there. And um, as far as books go, I know that folks are looking for little chapter books, like um, just going from one word things or, or stuff like that into chapter books. Here's some suggestions. Elephant and Piggy, Little Bear, Bob Books, Dr. Seuss, Branches Books, which is like a bridge between beginners and chapter books. Um, the Christian Light Readers and the Pathway Readers. Now, I actually have both of those. The Christian Light Readers. They're hardback. I love hardback books. And um, the Christian Light is, um, if you've ever seen Christian Light education, Educators at our um, convention, um, those are like the, the Mennonite group of folks books I love them and then the pathways is a, is a Amish gentleman who sent, sells those so those are more Amish themed so they are both really good my kids love them okay I was just coming to my door you're all still there okay <laughs> door where I'm filming to see if I could reconnect because my thing said I was re um not having a good wi-fi signal so okay I'm back all right so that's the reading part so hopefully you found some encouragement there. And I want to talk a little bit about the math question. Sorry, excuse my hand. i got to get my phone set back up here. Okay. So the math part, how to deal with upper, upper level math if you're not comfortable with things like algebra. 
stuff like that. So, um, just want to give you a few suggestions, a few curriculum ideas, a few suggestions on how to work with up, upper level math. Uh, so first of all, one of the things you might want to do is um, find someone who knows their stuff. If you have a friend who's good at math, maybe swap lessons or something, or just ask them to help your child out with upper level math stuff. You can also look for help online. Uh, there's lots of good online help. You can search for support. You can learn along with them. Now, I know this is going to take time and it could be hard, but especially if you have a lot of children and they're all going to have to take, like, say, algebra, and you're going to have to go through this a number of times, you might want to just take the curriculum, read the chapter, do the problems with the kids, and learn it. So um, th that would take a lot, but it would broaden your horizons. It would show your kids that you really care for them because you're putting all this effort into it. So that's another option. Obviously, you could find a co-op that teaches the upper-level classes, and then they could take care of making sure your child understands the upper-level math. Or you could pay a tutor um, and ask them to help you. So I've, I've known people who've done all of these things, and um, it, you just got to do what works for your family as far as upper-level math goes. Either you're comfortable with it or you're absolutely not. So if you're absolutely not, the option is <clears throat> learn yourself. Get some help, and you have to choose what form of help you want. So, um, math programs that I suggest that you look into that I that are really popular out there that I've been um, finding is that uh, Matthew C. Teaching Textbooks, Abeka. Um, I've heard a lot of folks talk about Singapore Math and Critical Thinking Company, Saxon Math. A lot of people do Saxon Math, um, but there's also one called Learn Math Fast. I hear that it, it cuts out a lot of the fluff. It's SAT prep focused. So if you your kid's going to be taking the SAT, that might be one that's really um, good to do because it makes sure that you know what you need to know for the SAT. Um, and you, you can use that as a standalone or a supplement. It's called Learn Math Fast. Uh, and learning style will matter too for all of these things too. So there are some places out there if you have younger students and you want to get them really comfortable with math before they get to the upper level math situation. Uh, CoolMathGames.com, MathPlayground.com, uh, math <laughs> and Adventure Academy are other places where you can go for some math supplements for the younger students so they feel comfortable with math before they get to older math. And let me just say, I think it's really important to drill your kids in math facts. I think they got to learn their math facts. And I've learned, I worked a lot with my kids in math facts. And if they are comfortable with that and feel really solid with that as they continue to build it's less scary because they know the basic solid math facts um, when you're not quite sure how math facts work and it doesn't make sense to you then it makes everything else a little scarier so and it, it is really important to make sure that they have mastered where they're at before they move on. Don't move on and try to get a whole curriculum done just because you got to get it done in the year. Take two years to do a curriculum if you need to. Just make sure your kid feels really comfortable with what they're learning because math being sequential is you just can't skip. You can't skip ahead. You can't hope that they're going to catch up at some point. You know, you've got all the time in the world to teach your child math concepts as far as, you know, if you have an evaluator that's with you and they're just looking for progress, you don't have to complete a certain amount of stuff in one year. Make sure your child feels comfortable with what they're doing.
it's really hard to step out of that, I know. So, but it is really important. So, if you've made it this far, awesome. And I wanted to share some really cool announcements with you. I'll be coming on doing some separate um, video announcements at another time, but two awesome things coming up. I did talk last week about the webinar. We are going to be having a webinar on January 8th at 1 o'clock. If you keep your eye on our Facebook page and our e-news, you're going to be hearing about this. We're going to have a panel. Three or four moms are going to be on. And we're going to be answering your questions. It'll be $5 to join the webinar. And we want you guys to ask us questions that we will answer on the spot right there for you. It can be about anything. It can be about curriculum, parenting, the law, whatever. We'll be there. We'll answer your questions. And um, if there aren't a lot of questions, we're just going to talk about how to work with your kids at different ages and what we did in our own homeschools. So that is coming up on January 8th. So check out our Facebook page for info on that. And we're going to be running a special for Homeschool University. If you haven't seen that on our um, webpage, chaponline.com, Homeschool University is right there. We've advertised it on Facebook, too. Um, it is a great online course on getting started. Many, many topics uh, in that course. It's regularly about $80, and we're going to give a $25 coupon for the first 14 days of January, January 1st through the 14th, and we will be advertising that with promo code coming up soon here on Facebook and through eNews. So keep your eyes peeled. I will be back on advertising both of those things in live videos in the coming days here. So I um, hope you will take advantage of these great opportunities and enjoy your New Year's 2020. Bye-bye. <laughs> Let's move on to 2021. And um, keep walking in our journey, and our homeschool journey, um, enjoying the time with our children. I pray that you will um, celebrate with your kids, celebrate the joys of the year, celebrate the accomplishments, celebrate the blessings, and give thanks for what is coming. So thanks for tuning in, and I will see you back here next Wednesday at 1. Bye-bye.